0: I'm like, well, how are you going to make sure you walk the fine line of m- meeting this person where they are? So he said, look, it's not going to be hard. I'll just give him feedback about the impact on me. And mostly, I'll just make sure that I'm not trying to be right. Welcome to the 54th episode of the Leader Rising Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Paul Carvanes. We're here for the people who care about their lives, who want to live it, all of it, and who want to live with their whole heart and not leave stuff on the table, not leave joy and happiness and creation and achievement on the table. I want to share something with you a client said to me yesterday but before that a little anecdote my son went upstairs this morning to go to the bathroom after everyone had gone downstairs it was early in the morning like quarter to seven so still before 7am and uh, he yells down he wants help turning on the lights so i come up it makes sense you know he's still a kid he's not even four yet and it's dark because his school starts early and I turn on the lights in the hallway, I turn on the lights in the bathroom, and he's like, no, 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 you also need to turn on lights to all the bedrooms up here. And I resist. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. No. Yes. No. Yes. What Megan often does in situations like this is she just turns on the lights, like the kid's tired he hasn't had breakfast yet. He's not that reasonable. Why pick a fight? I have these two loops in my head that are not super helpful. First of all, I think oh my gosh, this is happening. It's going to set a precedent. What if this happened every single time for the rest of my life? And two is, does this make sense? What am I teaching him? And it's funny because what I want to teach him is we don't waste. We don't waste the electricity to turn on the lights and that we need to be conscientious of what we're doing. As an aside, in actuality, what I'm teaching him is how to be stubborn about things. (laughs) And it took a little bit. Uh, and yelled up suggestion from downstairs from Megan for us to diffuse it, where basically I did turn on the lights, but I had him agree that when he was done, he would turn off all the lights before coming down. And this worked fine. And I use this to illustrate a simple lesson that a client was telling me about yesterday. He was talking about a difficult conversation he was going to be having soon with some feedback to give that might be hard feedback for the other person to hear. And I was talking with him about it. I'm like, well, how are you going to... Make sure you walk the fine line of meeting this person where they are. So he said, look, it's not going to be hard. I'll just give him feedback about the impact on me. And mostly, I'll just make sure that I'm not trying to be right. And my mind was blown because he managed to state it so clearly in a way that gave voice to a lot of what I've been working through lately, like that interaction with my boy. I was trying to be right. And it made it a lot harder instead of just meeting him where he was. See, when you try and make yourself right, often you're making the other person wrong. And you're drawing lines. You're picking fights. It's it's different. Or you're looking down and judging other people. Can you do all of this? Sure. Can you do it and get away with it? Yeah, I know tons of judgmental people who do well in life. But I don't think it's going to make you as happy. And so this is a great compass for me. Don't try to be right. I was reminded of it again this morning as I was meditating. And I realized like, oh man, super tight through the neck and jaw. And I thought about something that I read about in the book, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. And he talks about the voice in our head and how it's not us. It's a voice. It's separate from us. Us. We. You. Me. It is the entity that observes. And so he draws a distinction between the entity that talks and the entity that hears. And I thought about it today while I was meditating because I noticed tightness. And I was like, oh, that tightness is different. You don't need to make it wrong. And at the same time, I heard my client's voice from yesterday, don't make it right. And they both attack different parts. On the one hand, it was don't make this tension and the slight feeling of anxiety, wrong. And on the other hand, it was don't make the absence of those feelings right. And In my interactions with my son, don't make my point of view right. Don't try and step over him. So this is a great compass that I'm going to try out. And who knows, it could become part of the next iteration of the mental model that I do. That's it for today. Short and sweet let me know how this resonates with you. Don't make yourself right. Don't make yourself wrong. And if you try it, either one of those or both in your life, let me know how it works out. Until next time, dream big and live bigger.